Minutes on Mastery is brought to you by Athletic Greens. This is former eBay CEO John Donahoe on the Finding Mastery podcast with Michael Gervais discussing how he balances talent and culture within an organization. He believes it's possible to get key people to buy in and align the team's goals with their own, even if they haven't shown the ability in the past. What would you do when you were running from a a global organization and you needed to have an outcome? Mm -hmm. And because if you don't have outcomes, people lose jobs, people lose money, and you don't get to do the thing that you've set out to want to do at some point. Like in the sport world, people get fired and they're cut, uh, coaches and athletes. And so the need for outcome is really important. The value is um, my, my interpretation to accelerate the outcome place both eyes squarely on the ball, which is all about the process and not about where you want the ball to go. Because if you can get the ball in the right direction, it's going to eventually get there. Maybe that's a weird way of saying that the process is really where to put all of one's attention. When somebody is a high earner and they are absolutely crushing it, take it at eBay or wherever we can um, think about a large company, and they're high earners, but they don't fit the culture. They don't fit, um, they create a wake of destruction. And I'm sure you had them. You know, I've, I've seen them across sport where people mistakenly will trade talent for culture and you might get some short-term wins and get you through some dark periods if you will but the the darkness thereafter is really dark and can you talk about that decision-making process of maybe it's really simple for you it's like listen if they don't fit and they're destructive to culture they gotta go but i'm curious how you would work with an individual in a position of influence that um, might not have fit well you you always you always give them a chance. Um, and, um, and again, it gets to understanding what their specific aspirations are, their specific hopes, dreams, and fears, and connecting it to the broader goal. Um, and uh, we were talking before we started this podcast about one of my, my, my probably single greatest leadership role model in my life, other than my father, um, has been Phil Jackson. And what I just loved about Phil Jackson is, one, he was a servant leader. He, he absolutely um, was quite clear that the players on his teams were better basketball players than he ever, ever had been. But he got Michael Jordan, the greatest player that ever played at, up until that period of time, to buy in to the team. And he got Scottie Pippen and someone like Dennis Rodman. He got you know, Steve Kerr, I think, is a protege of, mm-hmm. of Phil Jackson having mm-hmm. success in a similar way. But he he was able to take a guy like Jordan that maybe could have gone either way. And Michael Jordan bought into the team concept. He then replicated at the Lakers, getting Shaq and Kobe, two guys that did not have a history of doing this, to buy into playing together. So when you can do it, and it, take, it takes individual conversation, it takes understanding their unique skills, talents, and helping to link it, but being clear about the, the, the teamwork ethos you expect. Mm-hmm. And so my experience is more times than not with the top, top performers, they actually are human beings as well. They want to, they, they, ultimately they want to win and they want to be part of something broader and they want to feel respected and appreciated for who they are. That said, I'm crystal clear that if, if it doesn't, if that individual doesn't make that choice, the team is almost always better off without them. Yeah, that's crazy. And so yeah. um, I've had multiple How, experiences in my life where I've just said to someone, you know, I love you to death. You're as talented as can be. 
but you're not the right fit for where we're going right now. And so I want you to get to a different situation where your skills and proclivities and, and your attitude may be a better fit, but it's not right for where we're going right here. Yeah. And, and I've never- You're really I've, clear about this. I am, yeah. because every single time, the question was not, did I do it too fast? It was, why didn't I do it faster? I mean, you almost always see a collective, it's like the organization takes a breath and then other people step up. It, other people step up and they- I, I see the same exact thing yeah. in, in inside of sport organizations, same exact thing. And it's this fear that without them, we're not going to be okay. We're not going to be good enough because they're such a star. They're so incredible at what they do. <laughs> But it's a bad fit. Yes. And the fit is really important. Yeah. And that I love the idea of like, why did I wait this long? And I think it's the I think for me at least, it's out of fear. It's sure, you know, that we're not gonna I'm not gonna be okay without him or her. And operating out of fear is a whole different, you know, it's it's well, if we we're chronically operating out of fear, it's called anxiety. Yeah. And it's one of the maybe somewhere between a third of the population or less likely have clinical anxiety, which is they're worried about, will they be able to manage the future okay? Yeah. For the full Finding Mastery podcast, head over to findingmastery.net or check us out on iTunes. And for a special offer from Athletic Greens, head to athleticgreens.com slash findingmastery.